In the late 20-teens, two brothers realized the one way to solve the world's unsung problems. Sell their dad's minivan, buy a microphone, and smoke a lot of weed. It's hypocrisy. Live from the Treehouse of Trees, the University of THC, the Crow's Nest of Jazz Cigarettes. I'm Ryan. I'm John. How's it going, Ryan? You know, it's going pretty good, John. Oh yeah? It was going pretty good last time. Are you, are you generally pretty good? You're just a pretty good guy? Yeah, I'm generally a pretty good guy. Um, nice. That's just kind of my, my whole deal. Um, and on those lines, I think we should let any newcomers to the podcast know what our whole deal is when when you let them have it give them both barrels full blast full blast both barrels full of explanation all right so here on hypocrisy uh we realized we have the unique ability to expand our minds and solve problems in extremely creative ways which i think like we can agree no one else is doing and probably no one else can do right yeah, it's basically impossible for people who work in government to uh, get their hands on that sweet, sweet green shit. That sticky yicky. Yeah, uh-huh. That uh, diggity dank. We're we're going to bite that bullet for them. And I think be- because like we're really the only people who can step into this role to properly, you know... Uh, lubricate the mind such that we can solve the world's problems. It's it's a moral imperative that w- we need to do this because otherwise, you know, all of these terrible, terrible problems will go unsolved. So, um, on that note, do you wanna do you wanna get lubricated, Rydog? All right, let's lube up. Feel those slippery, slippery sinuses. Sinuses? Synapses. Yeah. I have slippery oh. sinuses too, but that's that's an infection. Man, speaking of infections, I have some unfortunate news. Uh, our regular problem delivery boy, Chaz. Oh, man, I love Chaz. I know, Chaz is the sickest. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, he's been recruited by NASA. Uh, they're sending him, yeah, they're sending him as one of the first colonists to Mars because, you know, they want the Martians to meet the best among us. Mm. And Chaz is the best among us. He is one rad dude. I mean, I'm sad to see him go, but like, God bless him. He's, he's doing what his country requires. All right. So, um, I went on Craigslist and I found us a solution. Oh, thank God. What, what do you got for us? I hired us an intern. What? Yeah. So I know, like, after we bought that microphone and this studio, um, and all those rabid dogs to defend it that ended up imprisoning us in here, um, for the rest of our days, um, <laughs> we don't really have any cash left. So 
we couldn't really hire someone to solve this problem for us. However, there's apparently a whole market of people who just want to work for experience. But experience is worthless. Why yeah. do they do this? <laughs> I don't know. They're suckers, probably. Do, Either do way. They, do they means... think we're going to give them exposure? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Like, genuinely, like, they asked about that. Like, I don't even know what exposure is. No one listens to this. No. no. Well, is... I mean, only the, the wheels and dealers and decision makers of the world. But, oh, you know. That's like 20 people. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, um, let's let's stop laughing, right? Like, when are they going to show up? We, we, we can't let them know that they're, they're doing this for silly money. Oh, yeah. So, well, Ted knows he's getting taken for a ride. Um, but he's he's willing to get this done. Oh, oh, here he is right now. Hey, Ted. Nice, nice, nice to see you in the flesh. Oh, g- good morning, sir. Uh, I hope you don't mind, but I I took the liberty of bringing you this here problem for you to solve. Wow, that was uh that was really quick. Like I didn't even ask you to get a problem for me yet. Well, you know, this here's a really it's a really big opportunity for me, and I really wanted to uh, make a good impression on my first day. Man, you're going to get a whole lot of exposure if you keep working like this. Oh, thank you so much, sir. I'm, I'm so excited to be All here. All right, get the fuck out of uh, here. Y- yes, sir. Oh, actually, uh, Ted, one one last thing. Uh, anything, sir. What, what can I do for you? Can you can you hire, like, as many interns as you can find? Oh, you, you got it, sir. I'll get right on that. You holler if you need anything else. You chill with that, John? Oh yeah, no. Uh, Ted seems like a fine, upstanding young man, and I'm I'm sure he'll hire us only the best of uh, of a workforce to to fill out our, our ranks. Plus, since they're all free, like practically right. losing money not hiring all of them. You know? Right? Yeah, I mean, and better that they be working here in you know our, our studio with all the benefits it provides. Um, I think there's like uh, there an extra any. brisk. Yeah in the fridge maybe oh no that's mine that's my brisk oh if ted touches i'm taking his hand well i think see the the rabid dogs will have probably have already seen to that (laughs) by the time he gets to the brisk which uh, is the other benefit i mean it's a pet friendly environment (laughs) well not not for their pets their pets will be devoured instantly (laughs) but our our pets are having a great time Mm -hmm. so it looks like ted brought your brought your problem all right, yeah, no, this one's a, this is a fun one. So uh, our good friends over at KFC have decided to send a chicken sandwich into space. And they're actually being allowed to do it. Is this on the, the same mission that Chaz is going on? It's sort of like we're sending our best and brightest people. We also have to send our best and most delicious uh, down-home family-style sandwiches. I believe so, actually. Yeah, like, a little while back, we got together, you know, that, like, was it Golden Record or whatever? And we shot that sucker into space, and it had, like, math on it. And it was meant to, like, communicate all of human civilization with math to uh, to an alien. Like, an alien should just find that and figure it out and um, totally know everything about us. You know, encoded on it was... The, the sum of human knowledge and culture, but what wasn't encoded on it was delicious food. Exactly. And what are we if not a species that loves its chicken sandwiches? Nothing. 
We are but a speck of dust. Meaningless, just waiting to be swallowed up by the void. If not for delicious fucking chicken sandwiches. That's so good. And you're so right. Like, you sit down, you think about, like, missions to space. You know, the the incalculable distances between us and the nearest star. The utter insignificance of our lives on a cosmic scale. And, like, you just... You know, it's it's soul-crushing. Like, it, 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 you are meaningless. You are nothing. But then you think about that good, good, crispy chicken sandwich, you know, dripping with, like a, like, a thick gravy. It's really the whole universe in your gullet. You know? Like, and basically, the problem here was we didn't put our best foot forward when we sent that golden record into space. Like, aliens are going to get that and be like, wow, Earth is full of a bunch of nerds that don't know how to cook. Like, I don't see anything about food on this. All, all this is a bunch of bullshit music that we don't, we can't appreciate. We don't have ears. We don't have a use for sound in our world. No, we, we communicate with smells and we create art via twerking. Just twerking. And they're like crystal people, so it's some like feisty shit. And, like, they're just going to be unimpressed. But then, lo, lo and behold, KFC's chicken sandwich is going to come drifting by. They're going to snag that motherfucker with the tractor beam. And they're going to get their little jowls all over it. Because everything eats. I refuse to believe there are aliens out there that don't eat. No, there is no life form that would not appreciate a delicious KFC chicken sandwich. Exactly. You put that in front of anything, and it's going to eat it, for sure. Like, any animal on Earth, um, any deity would probably eat it. If you somehow ran into a god, you could put this sandwich down in front of it, and they, they'd just snip that shit up. Um, but yeah, so they're going to they're gonna eat that and be like, holy shit, humanity doesn't deserve to be glassed anymore and they were headed out to do that like they got that golden record and they're like Meh, guess they're gonna have to start again but thank god kfc just saved our fucking planet it's still out there so more aliens are gonna stumble upon it and keep finding it and be like these assholes don't deserve to live and send armadas to wipe us out and we can't just start jettisoning chicken sandwiches into the void in every which direction hoping that you know some armada picks it up and decides to turn back due to the quality of our crispy chicken sandwich from kfc so we really got to kill it at the source and that source is that lame ass disc yeah so this is basically like a, a cultural assassination mission right this is like if you were paid a dude a million dollars to just go and ice the mona lisa Except it's KFC, and they're going to blow that fucking satellite up with chicken. Chicken sandwiches. And they've got the best guy to do it. Chaz. Superstar paperboy and fucking, like, international killer extreme. Yeah, it turns out that lame-ass Mars bullshit was a false flag. I just got, yeah, we just got it on the wire. Chaz is heading up a desperate mission um, in order to blast the shit out of that disc with a chicken sandwich uh he is flying up uh in a 
just startlingly futuristic mech suit. Um, he's like a Munda, he's like a Gundam right now. Uh, we're watching the feed live. Uh, in case, in case you're listening to this right now, you've already missed it. But there was a totally rad feed of a live stream of Chaz flying up into space off to uh to save humanity. What I really love about Chaz's Gundam is that. You know how he, he wears those awesome shades? And they're, they're kind of his thing. And, like, you see him coming a mile off. You're like, hey, Chaz, the sweet shades. Hey, Chaz, how's it going, man? The Gundam has them, too. Yeah, it's like it was made for Chaz. It's like it is his purpose all along. Well, I think, um, obviously, there is a very, very uh, scary problem, which is that this f- fucking, you know square boring math disc is out there through the cosmos you know yeah getting all the other sentient life forms kind of talking shade behind our backs and you know getting getting ready to come and wipe us out um but i i think it's safe to say that problem is is being dealt with already in in the best way possible right yeah i mean Chaz is on it so that's pretty great um but this is you know basically the only way to solve this kind of problem um, so in the future, if there's ever basically the solution here is and something you can apply to your own lives um, is if there's ever like bullshit about you out there that makes you look bad, throw chicken sandwiches at it, destroy it, just keep pelting it with chicken sandwiches until it is no more. And then you won't have to worry about it anymore. It won't be poisoning your reputation as it bounces from person to person. I do have one question, actually, before we move on, and I think this is relevant to the, the advice you're giving now, um, which is great advice, by the way, and it, it's something that I try to apply uh, every day in my own life. Um, I live by it, and I always use uh, KFC brand sandwiches for pelting my problems into submission. And here's my question is, which KFC brand sandwich is the best for problem elimination? Uh, is it the Zinger, the Double Crunch? Or the Chicken Littles. And that one, I, I just want to point out, is a, um, a registered trademark of the KFC Corporation. So we might have to check if we're okay to say that on air legally. Uh, I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, the Chicken Littles are clearly the best ones in this case of any of the KFC sandwiches. Um, basically, they're very aerodynamic. You're going to get good puncture with those. Um, and also, they don't call them chicken littles for not bringing down the sky so especially if your problem is out in space chicken littles are probably the sandwich you want to go with for pelting it out of orbit i can see uh, of the kfc sandwiches it is also sort of the most like uh ovoid like it's, it's got sort of a football shape so i think you could you could really get a good spiral on that bar and kind of like drill it into the um you know the heart of whatever problem you're you're currently attempting to destroy exactly if you get some if you get the right torque on a sandwich like that it's gonna just end somebody so yeah kill your problems with chicken sandwiches so uh, i think we're, we're still waiting on uh, on teddy to get back with the other interns right i can see him over there he's sort of like diligently i i, I think he's like Actually, he's, it looks like he's producing, like, some flyers on, like, a like a Xerox machine. Yeah, like, um, he actually sent out an email. Um, he's currently getting all the orientation forms ready because uh, we got a lot of new interns. 
All right. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, uh, here is all their names along with their picture. Okay. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Um, yeah. Uh, so, do I have to memorize all of these, or is it okay if I sort of refer to them as like a, a single uh, faceless mono being? Do you want to be a good boss? Eh. No, you don't need to memorize their names. All right, phew, but hit me with them anyway. Yeah. All right. So we got Amber. We got, well, Ted, obviously. We have Kim. We have Mark. We have Joseph. We have Ben. We have Paul. We have Ernest. We have um monica we have vicky we have kate we have natasha we have vladimir we have ricky we have ryan oh that's my name too um yeah sweet uh we have john shit that's actually eerie like especially that the two of them were like right next to each other um we have julian we have will i am um pretty sure you can't claim that name uh william um, we're just gonna call you that. No, I, look at the picture, dude. I think that's actually Will. I am. He must be like trying to get some some life experiences for a, for a new concept album or something. Or at the very cool. least, he needs the exposure. Let's be honest. And the only the the only kind of exposure that we here at Hypocrisy can grant. Um, we also have Rick, uh, who actually in his bio says he's the cousin of Ricky, uh, which was kind of weird on their parents collectively. Um, yeah, and there's also kind of like a nepotism thing going on now. I'm, I'm like, uh, maybe it'll be fine. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, Just... worst case scenario, we're not paying them. There's also Olivia, Beth, Elizabeth, Betty, Liz, <laughs> Livy, L, E, Beth, Elizabeth, Eth, Ethel, Elizabethel, Martha, Martha Elizabethel, Martha Elizabethel, two, like the number two, not like the second. I think she's a sequel. That's all of them. That's all of the interns we have now. <laughs> well, they seem like a like a hearty hearty bunch, and they're all ready to get out there and uh, find us some problems. I hope so. I, I guess we'll just uh, we'll just send them send them yeah, on their way, um, right? They've actually divided up into two teams. So one of the teams uh, seeks out the problems, and then the other team vets the problems. Oh. So we've got like an editorial department now. I like it. We are going up in the world. Exactly, thanks to these interns. and they have produced us a prime problem today um this is actually much higher quality than the problems we're used to so uh i'm pretty pretty satisfied with our choice to hire a bunch of interns seems to be working out great i can see no potential downsides yeah definitely all right do you want to uh read up this problem i think before we get to that we we do need to um contractually have a quick word from our from our sponsors right 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 oh yeah we do john Abon. Who who who's sponsoring us? Who's who's Daddy Moneybags this week? Who gets the opportunity to join us in this Broadway musical that is life? Yeah, our our good friend Smokey the Bear. Um, well, not Smokey the Bear himself. Uh, actually, just the Department of Stopping Wildfires in the Forest. Yeah, we did ask if we could, um, you know, talk to Smokey, maybe do like a a, a bit on air with him, or at least have him as a creative consultant, or just you know go over to his house or like you know get a hug maybe and smoky believed that we came on too strong and also that our marijuana friendly message uh wasn't great with the kids or his name smoky <laughs> uh did not want to be associated with us in this yeah, there was that scandal in the 80s he's been trying to shake it for a very long time and you know he, he just can't necessarily be seen personally uh anywhere near us or anything we stand for and i you know i i can 
I, it's okay. I, it's I okay, can, man. I can respect that. Just let him go. <laughs> let him live his life. <laughs> I love you, It's better smoking. without us. <laughs> okay. But okay. the people I that think... Smokey works for do have a public service announcement for you. Okay? Um, right. And it's don't start forest fires. What's that? Yeah, is so fire safety is extremely important. Uh, whenever you're out in the woods, it's ex- it's really, really important that you do not ever expose an open flame away from a safe fire pit. Isn't that right, John? I think, yeah. It's... Uh... I think the kids they need to know how how important it is that you should be very careful uh, with fire. You know, it, it should not be used um, uh, recklessly. It should definitely not be used recreationally. Um, you know, if, if you're out and about, you need to be so careful. Um, you know, fire is not a plaything. Uh, I don't think anyone should really be allowed anywhere near fire. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's you know, Ryman Sanders. What do you think about that? It's important to not expose a flame in the woods when you're under the effects of any kind of recreational drug or substance, um, be it alcohol or marijuana or anything stronger. Bath salts, perhaps, if you want to jump to that. Herbal teas. Oh, let's not get too wild. It's vitally important that you avoid using a flame while you're out camping. And for the love of God, don't expose the flame to any kind of plants or plant-based materials. They're highly combustible. Very fucking dangerous. Indeed. Take it from us. You do not want an open flame nearby any plant, <coughs> especially while you're camping. Live the way that we do. Oh. Live by our example. Don't play with fire. Don't start fires. Don't um fucking uh you know just run around with a torch in the middle of the woods. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think this is all good advice. Thanks, Zeus. No problem, Brian. Dude, did, did Zeus just light your joint? That's fucking tight. Uh, yeah, he did. Nice. Hey, hey, Zeus, how's it going? You remember us? Uh, I, uh, I have an appointment to be at. No, we, uh, we, we, we were at your yeah, wife's. Oh, he's, yeah, he's gone. Zeus bailed. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that was socially <laughs> awkward. I'm going to be reliving that every time I close my eyes for the next month. I know. First Smokey, now Zeus. Oh, you really geez. burned some bridges, John. All my idols in one day. Uh, anyway. Uh, so we uh, we have this, this, this problem. This is a high-quality problem. It's been through our, our new uh, intern hunter-gathering and editing uh, department. And I think this is, this is a really... A really good one and a really pertinent one, I think, to uh, a lot of uh, our lives. Certainly, I imagine some of our listeners' lives, they'll, they'll want help uh, with problems just like this at home, wherein a great white shark has jumped inside a 73-year-old fisherman's boat. What the fuck? And I th- I think we can relate to all of what this. What the f- You know, all, all of us. What the fuck? You, you okay, man? That... A, a shark leapt into the boat? 
It, it just flailed around, yeah, though. I mean, it didn't, like, hit him with any sort of accuracy or anything. It was just a shark just jumping, and it happened to hit the boat, right? Well... No! I mean, it... It did not strike I mean, this just man. A, uh, I mean, just, just a little... Just a tiny... He, he, he had a skinned arm, okay? It, it skinned his it, arm. It skinned, give me that problem. Oh, my God. It, hit, it, it knocked him off his feet. That's a direct hit. And that was that was probably a novice shark. You know what this means, right? Uh, I have no idea. What everything, does this mean? everything we've ever thought would keep us safe from sharks is now worthless. Fucking oh, worthless. Fuck. You're right because like there's that barrier, right? Like you've got the sea, and then and then you've got the the air, and then like in between those two things is like a. Uh, you, you know, there's like there's tension. It's meant to keep you know the, the the water skimmers on the top and the sharks on the fucking bottom. Exactly. And if if oh, sharks sh- if sharks are leaping out of the water and striking other humans, like with deft accuracy, we we have no no reason to expect that we are safe on land anymore. Fuck, man. And it says he he this guy. Australian Terry Selwood was fishing in calm waters in the same spot he's been dropping a line for the last 50 years. This this guy was in safe waters. He was in neutral ground. And this fucking shark, like, like they're, they're invading, they're expanding their territory, both, like, horizontally and into the fucking air. Fuck. This is game over, man. Game over. Okay, we need to get deeper into this story to tr- try and, you know, yeah. work out, like, what I are mean, its angles? What are its yeah, How can we actually handle sharks that can get to us when we're not in the water? Um, like, what what did this guy do? If he, if he only got away with just a skinned arm after this shark fucking torpedoed and blasted him across his boat. Okay, let's, let's examine the facts here, okay? Let, let, let's see. Because we've got a first-hand account. He says, and I quote, I just caught a blur coming in the corner of me eye, and this thing hit me in the forearm, spun me round, and knocked me off me feet. Wow, that is an incredible Australian accent, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've been taking voice lessons. Wow. So he saw it coming, but it was just too fast. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so, okay, so maybe there's an angle there, like better, uh, you know, shark early alert systems. That, that, that could be something we could install in basically every building yeah, in the world. Yeah, ba- that's basic radar. Um, it's cheap now. We live in 2017. Any anything else he did? I'm, I'm looking around yeah, for like, more what details. What did he do after he got blasted by the shark? Well, he says uh, he looked down and he said to himself, "Yar, there's a shark in me boat," um, which is astute. Certainly, I, I don't know if there's much we can work with there. He identified the problem and just took it in stride. Maybe maybe when it comes to flying sharks. The only thing to truly fear is fear itself. So do you think there's like a keep calm and carry on angle to this story? Like, you know, don't let those sharks grind you down. Exactly. Like, sure, some of us are going to get eaten by sharks. That's that's just going to happen if we just keep living our lives as if this problem isn't a thing. But for the most part, the consequences of actually panicking about this and changing our lives... And giving up our personal freedoms. Because those radars are going to pick us up too. You know? It's, we're going to be tracked everywhere. That'd be awful. It's not worth it. I'd rather I'd rather be picked off by sharks. Than tra- <laughs> in one moment of my life. 
then tracked every moment of my life. And I think this is something we're going to have to fight back against too, because I think the, the powers that be are not going to have this sort of like open-minded, um, you know, transcendental attitude that you're having towards this because um, our, our brave our brave Australian fishermen, our, our Australian Terry Selwood, um, uh, unclear if that is, I think that's his name. I'm pretty sure his name is Australian Terry Selwood. Um but he says that he was picked up uh, by some some Coast Guard officers who came to help. Um, but they said, and I quote, Oh my God, look at that! There's a shark in ye boat! Well, um, they also identified the problem, but didn't panic. They kept their cool. I didn't, I, it sounds like they panicked a bit. They said, oh my God, exclamation mark. And like, so it sounds like they might have had a reaction more akin to like, you know, let's let's set up the the Orwellian oh watching goodness. devices. To, You're to... right. The state so tried we... to whip up fear and paranoia where there shouldn't have been. You know, the the fucking proletariat was on his boat after uh, just out fishing, trying to make his bread, and he handled the shark. And then the fucking boys in blue show up, and they say. Hey, that's a scary shark, isn't it? Wouldn't you like to be safe from that shark? Wouldn't you? I think I want to be safe from you exactly. right now. Yeah, it was, that was creepy, man. Like, you were really inhabiting uh, the, the spirit of the police exactly. state. The fucking Ugh. police state just wants to get all up in your ears. And not in, like, a great ASMR one- kind of way. Yeah, the thing that uh, I think George Orwell really failed to capture about Big Brother is is the frisson. Yes, <laughs> it's, the... <laughs> it's it's the way they get right in your head with that <laughs> that good good ASMR. The frisson, you mean? <laughs> I did I did mean frisson. I'm sorry. You mean ASMR? Um. <laughs> um. So. Uh, I mean, is there is there anything else we can do with this? Are there any other um, are there any other like eyewitnesses or? I mean, the the solution here is clear. Basically, is live with it, solve the problem, and don't let the state turn it into like a big panic, so they can erode your freedoms. All right, we're just gonna have to accept that flying sharks are gonna kill some of us sometimes. It's just gonna happen. It's not worth giving up everything just to get rid of this little problem. It's it's just part of life in modern society, you know, like you know, cars are inherently unsafe, um, bananas give you cancer, and occasionally you will be murdered by a large aquatic fish. Yep. It's only gonna be we uh our current systems and figures that our interns have drafted up, um, suggest that it's only going to be about 20% of the population. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, it, I don't like at least 20% of the people I know. Fingers crossed this I'm going to pick off about all the assholes. We're rooting for you, sharks. If there's one thing um, I think that really sums up the the attitude that I think this this story should leave us with, um, it's it's the, the, the last words that um, Australian Terry Selwood leaves us with in this article uh and and ryan could you could you read those for the listeners at home 
Sure thing, J to the O to the N. Or I think next time I might find a crocodile to wrestle. <laughs> just to stay in the limelight. Oh, dude, your Australian accent is off the hook. That is Mate. I, I thought you... <laughs> I thought you were a different guy entirely. Wow. Exactly. That's Australian Ryan for you. Um, but yeah, look at that. He doesn't even give a fuck. He's like, fucking flying sharks, whatever. Give me flying crocodiles, and then we'll uh, talk. Yeah, I mean, it really is a testament to the, the power of the human spirit. And Wait. Shit. R- Ryan, do you, do you hear oh that, man? Oh, my God. Is that like a... Is that, is that yeah, and it's, it's in some language I don't I don't recognize. Uh, I believe. Oh my God, the two factions of interns have a uh, they've they've gone tribal. Um, they are currently. Uh, are those spears? Why did they get I don't spears? No, those are actually like spears made out of jungle wood, and there isn't a jungle for quite quite some distance from here. Um, this is uh this is bad. This is not good. I think we hired too many entrants. I think this is what happens when this is the true cost of entrants. It's not monetary. It's if you hire too many, they form a tribal society. That that tribe over there has killed some of the wild dogs, which we are definitely docking from their paychecks, um, which they don't get. Uh, and and they, they've created sort of like macabre battle masks with them? Oh God, yeah, and they're... Uh, Ooh, they're they're making moves towards the other tribe. Um, yeah, our our, our hunter gatherer tribe is quite aggressive. Um, the editing tribe, though, however, has they seem to be setting up booby traps among their desks. And that's the thing; they're the intellectuals of the group. Yeah, they they're able to take their environment and hone it to be what it needs to be for them. Um, while the uh, hunter, while the uh, problem hunters are able to go out and seek solutions to their problems. Uh, well, well, they're, they're in the thick of it now. I mean, it, it looks like some of the traps have uh, managed to take out some of the hunter-gatherers. I can see there's, a, there's one who's been impaled on, on the leg of a falling desk. Uh, another one who seems to have been uh, bled out by uh, a thousand staples uh, that he fell into. Unfortunately, yeah, their bodies are piling up and gumming up the traps. So the second wave is just climbing over them and laying waste to the front line. Oh, oh god. The, uh, of the problem editors. Yeah, the editors have tried to sort of like wrap themselves in printouts of their, their vetted problems as a sort of paper armor, but it, it just cannot stand up to the, the fierce blows from those rock-hard jungle spears. However, wait, they seem to be, both sides seem to be retreating from the sort of bloody no-man's land that's formed between the two tribes. They, uh, I guess they've decided there's been enough bloodshed for today. Uh, there were heavy losses on both sides, but uh, there's still a lot of them out there. We hired a lot of interns. Um, and I believe they actually hired more interns while we were gone. Yep, there's another email blast. Um, there's, uh, so yeah, um, it's... Oh, whoa! Hey, they're using Snapchat yeah. now! wow. Nice! They, they are really taking advantage of, like, emerging platforms. Yeah, in, in this snap, they have made effigies of us. Oh, 
All right. Uh, we need to get out of here. We need to find some. They've shut off all the doors. Uh, all right. We need to get somewhere. We need somewhere to hide. Uh, fucking. Uh, fuck. All right. In, uh, all right, in the closet. Right. In the closet. All right. Okay. We are. Um, we are in the closet. Um, they are chanting outside in tongues I currently do not recognize. Is that... I think they're blowing on a conch. Where did they get a conch? Oh God. I believe they want to sacrifice us. Here, I have an, I have an emo blast uh, from for the new, the new members of each of the tribes just so we can know the names of the people who will be dismembering us soon whenever they find this closet um yeah that's good i i i want i, I think i need to know that it'll, it'll yeah, make it easier so um we need to uh say hello to mark marco marky um mark and mark Ark, yeah, Macron, Cron, Crony, On, Mark. There's two Marks. There's Matt. Uh, there's Matthew. There's Q. There's Matthew. Um, there's Matt. Matt. There's. Oh look, there's a two. I think that's a that might be an exchange student. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, it's short for Matthew. Or oh, okay. it's like it's it's the long like Matthew is the long form. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Those are actually the new ones. Um. And it's those names repeated like eight times mm. over. So that explains their numbers and why a lot of them look really yeah, similar. Yeah, it looks like our interns um, might have uh, begun experimenting with, with ancient dark magics. Um, I guess m- more on this story as it develops from our closet. But um, um, duty calls and we cannot leave you all hanging. So Yeah, I, I did manage. I, did, I didn't tell you this at first ryan because because we were terrified for our lives but um i did manage to snag uh one of the problems uh off of uh, the fallen corpse of of one of the oh. editors he'd, he'd sort of constructed it into a sort of makeshift pauldron and in um, our mad scramble i managed to snag this joint oh shit always one step ahead on right uh so in this story uh I, I guess kind of kind of related to you know um our, our current struggles like we have all of these interns they're really looking for a place in the world um you know they're still young they're, they're trying to find out uh who uh they'll grow into uh and and what kind of uh bloodthirsty tribal societies uh they might you know, join as, as as they step forwards into adulthood. Um, so kind kind of related to that, um, we we have a problem where a group of young men in their twenties advertised on Craigslist for an experienced dad to grill burgers and hot dogs for them on Father's Day weekend. Um, oh my God, that is brilliant! They they've I believe tapped into a much needed market that we've never had before and that's rent a dads not not to be confused with rent a daddy uh a, a service that uh, we all know and make exactly. use of regularly that, that that should already exist we that's fully covered territory um no yeah it's it's just a av- average and vital part of everyday life so in their ad they they basically want someone to come out at their barbecue 
and grill and greet everyone with like sport or tiger and uh you know rustle their jammies and um <laughs> just uh make dad jokes and uh say things like "Ooh, man the juice is good on that one or like <laughs> Nice day for a barbecue, huh? I do think, you know, like, there is a an obvious market for, like, you know, experienced dads, like, you know, guys who've, you know, raised raised a couple tykes and tigers and know, you know, just, just, just know their way around that whole parenting deal to, like, come out, ruffle your hair, play a little catch, and, and cook you some, some tasty kosher franks. Yeah, I mean, there's no shame in it, but, like, as you get older, you kind of, like, it gets a little weird for you to treat your own father that way, you know, and have them fill that childhood father role that you now have missing from your life. Right. And because like, they've also, they've done their time, frankly, right. They've, they've given, you know, 20, 25 odd years uh, for these men to let them fucking retire and hire your own new dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Like, we 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 all know about the importance of childhood fathers, but what about adult fathers? What about adult dads? Exactly. Who's gonna be my adult dad, Ryan? I mean, obviously we have our own dad, but like, we've uh, worn well, him out. You the know. mileage yeah. is high on our dad. Yeah, like the you know the 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 tires are all worn down and like. He's got a few, you know, he's got like some scratch bumpers and some dings and like, it's it's, it's time to, to trade him in for a newer, you know, newer model on, on lease. Uh, get a new daddy. Oh, well, need, no, we, yeah. we've already we, covered. We, just a new dad. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> right. We we already have plenty of new daddies. Um, I was just, I sorry, I was thinking about like my like list of chores I need to do this weekend and I got tangled up with getting a new dad, you know. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. So yeah, like there's an obvious problem here. These men um, don't have an adult dad. They don't have anyone to grill burgers and hot dogs for them on Father's Day weekend, and that leaves a hole in their heart. But they're they're being let down by the market yeah. right now, right? They had to, they had to go on Craigslist. They had to self-initiate this search for an adult dad. Um, this speaks to a much deeper problem. And that's a massive shortage of dads, like free dads who are still youthful, but don't have children of their own, kind of like male wet nurses. Met nurses. Exactly. They, they have so much fatherly affection to give, and I guess no children, for whatever reason, you know, um, to give it to. So, you know, you can hire them and they'll barbecue with you and make you feel like you got someone to look up to and talk about life's problems like once every decade with. Right. And maybe he'll like, you know, buy you a new video game occasionally or like you can go see a ball game. Um, Yeah. He may play catch with you. If you oh, he could dr- really want to. He could dr- he could drive you to summer camp. Yeah, and drop you off. You're an yeah. adult, so you will not be let in. But like, you'll drop you off and say, "Go get him, tiger," and wink, and then drive off. And then you can like call a lift and uh, go home. 
But you've had the experience, and that's yeah. Really that, what I mean, that's the part that you remember from when you're a kid, you know. And that's what it's all about: is reliving these childhood memories in a constant nostalgic loop. We just need to just keep digging up the same experiences and experiencing them over and over again until they're so worn out that you just like can't enjoy anything anymore. Truly, that way happiness lies. Yep. Um. So yeah, I th- I think what we need to do really is um, uh, there needs to be a structure created for these kinds of um, requests, right? We basically need like a dating app to match um, uh, eligible uh, dads, you know, free agent dads, exactly, uh, with uh, you know disaffected young men uh, and young women. I mean, we've anyone we've who needs a dad, really? Been, yeah, anyone who needs a dad. Um, and and here's the thing: if we can convince the interns to stop attempting to uh, chop their way into this barricade closet and sacrifice us to their ancient god, um, we've got a ready-made development team, right? Like these these are all sort of like eighteen to twenty-four-year-old, you know, college-age something-somethings. I'm sure they can make us some fucking apps. Basically, everyone in that age group can code in whatever language apps happen in and have the desire to spend a lot of time doing it for us. Um, yeah, for, for free. free. I mean, for the exposure, yeah, at least. Like, I don't know. We'll put their name on the website or something. I think I'll keep my name on it. It's like the publisher of the app, though. Actually, you know, the hammering at the door has stopped. Hmm. Wait, you know, I think, I think it's, I think I just heard someone say the word disrupt. Oh my! Ryan, I, I think they've, I think they've founded a startup. Oh God, it's evolved. I've, <laughs> I've started to make out the language that they're, they're bouncing back and forth with, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's still really hard to make out. Um, there's something synergy. Um, iterate. That that. This, I think they're planning their sprints. What? Oh, God, what unholy ritual is that? Uh, Fuck. Um, okay, they they seem... They seem to... I seem to have begun to understand their language. Um, yes, they believe we are divine beings um, that they need to sacrifice to free us of our mortal coils. Um, so I think we need to convince them that we are god kings incarnate i will do you what? one better we'll convince them that we're angel investors holy shit yes it's the only thing they can recognize anymore we'll, we'll come out there we'll offer them 15 mil for 10 percent of the company they'll respond to that are you sure because if it doesn't work they're gonna rip us limb from him i know these motherfuckers i know their type <laughs> doesn't matter whether they come from Carnegie Mellon or the ancient mystical jungles that apparently exist parallel to our studio. They all think alike, like a like a wolf to raw flesh. Speaking of which, I think they have hired in the wolves as as some sort of mascot capacity. They uh, will also eat us after we are torn limb from limb. So uh, your plan right, better yeah, work. There's that, a lot on the line. All right, well, uh... We're gonna have to go. All right, this better fucking work. Let's do this. All right, three, two, wait, one, wait, wait, go! Wait, 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 wait. I think... 
I I think we need to uh to tell everyone before we die. You can find all of our episodes on our our website hypocrisy.zone. Um our Twitter is at hypocrisy which is the name of the podcast. Um our rock and theme song was done by Seth Boyer. Uh it's uh we all out here from the album Get Wrecked. It would be re- really remiss to to go out into that long good night without letting the good people know once more about the genius that is Seth Boyer and his incredible album that you can get on bandcamp.com. Is there any any other last words you want to say before we attempt this death-defying stunt? You crazy motherfucker. Fuck the police, no justice, no peace. All right, let's go. I got $10 million for the first person who can make a MySpace for my Pictionary. Every day it's just a fiend. We're just rolling shit up here. With the nights that we got left, let's make something beautiful. Out here in this mess together and gonna die so huddle closer with friends and family will scream our last goodbye a hundred million dollars for whoever can conjure up a tumbler for my shoots and ladders. I have one billion dollars <laughs> for the first person to make a Snapchat for my hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, like, investors are just fucking with us. 